are listening to a Commonwealth Bank of Australia Global Economic and Markets Research Podcast. This podcast provides general market-related information and is not intended to be an investment research report. The information contained in this podcast is based on previously published material. And before listening, you're advised to read the full Global Economic and Markets Research Disclaimers, which can be found at combankresearch.com.au. Welcome to the Global Economic and Markets Research Podcast. My name is Belinda Allen and I'm a Senior Economist here at ComBank and today I'm joined by our Chief Economist, Stephen Halmerick. Stephen, first podcast for 2023. Welcome. Thanks very much. Yes, very exciting to be back for another new year. So happy new year to all our listeners, if it's not a bit late in the year to say that, but it's great to be back. Now, we did uh, speak to Joe Caperso, our Head of International Economics, a couple of weeks ago now. And one of the themes that he was talking about is central banks will have to work out when to stop lifting interest rates in 2023. So early this morning, Sydney Sydney time, the US Federal Reserve announced its interest rate decision and it increased interest rates by 25 basis points, which I think, you know, leading into the meeting, there seemed to be a bit of a debate whether or not it was going to be 25 or 50. But importantly, it is a step down in the pace of tightening. Yes, that's right. So the, the Fed did 25 basis points. That's That takes their target rate to uh, 4.5%, 4.75%. Uh, so 25 basis points is the smallest rate rise since March 2022, so mm. just under a year, yeah. after doing a, a number of um, much more aggressive hikes. So they've really pulled back from you know doing 75 basis points in one go a couple of times last year to then a 50 towards the end of last year and then 25 uh, just today. So... As, as certainly a slowdown in the pace of tightening. Maybe a month earlier than, than what we expected. Uh, it seems like they're getting a bit more comfortable on the inflation outlook. Yeah, so interestingly, in, in the statement today that the Fed, when they were talking about inflation, uh, they said that inflation had eased somewhat but remains elevated. Now, in their previous statements, all they said was inflation remains elevated. Yeah. So they really uh, highlighted that ease somewhat and just to put some numbers around that um, the, the the core measure of inflation that the Fed looks at uh, which is called the core PCE the personal consumption expenditure um, back in February last year that was running at 5.4 percent mm. in December is at 4.4 percent and we think it's going to decline further this year so you know some some deflation happening there in the US. Now what we've seen particularly is goods inflation is coming off services inflation does remain high but we do expect kind of both those measures to continue to ease so it seems like the Fed did make some changes uh, to the statement when they did you know reduce the size of those rate hikes what are they saying in terms of the economic outlook? So they've used the word modest to describe the economic outlook. So they said recent indicators point to modest growth in spending and production. They did highlight the fact that the labour market uh, remains mm. quite strong. Uh, so Fed Chair Powell was talking about uh, that this, you know, these signs of a slower inflation rate, whilst the labour market still remains quite strong. So you know that that's a good that's a very good outcome if you can get that combination. Mm. But he did highlight that uh, to get inflation sustainably back towards the 2% target, so at 4.4%, it's still got a way to go to get down to 2. The US economy is going to have to grow below trend for some time, and the labour market's likely to have to weaken, i.e. the unemployment rate's going to rise. 
Yeah, we, it's yeah. it's interesting. Like when we think about how central bankers are going to talk about what they're trying to achieve, it's often talking about bringing inflation down. But the consequence of that, obviously, is the labour market does have to loosen, the unemployment rate does have to lift, and growth does need to slow. So there does seem to be maybe some some language around how that's going to unfold in the US. Yes, and I, I described it in our note as um, you know trying to thread the needle. Yeah. Uh, so you know acknowledge that. The inflation numbers are getting better, uh, but highlight that there's still some way to go to get that get down to two percent, and that to achieve that outcome, you're going to have to see a softer U.S. economy. Now, financial markets seemed particularly pleased about the conference, the Fed chair press conference, yeah. because he is seeming to signal that they are getting closer. Yeah, it was it was an interesting um, hour or so. So as soon as the announcement of the rate hike came out. The reaction in the markets was pretty pretty muted. Mm. Not, not a lot happening in either currencies or, or, or bonds. But uh, as the press conference proceeded, I was listening to it live um, from six fifteen this morning. <laughs> um, he, he he did sound you know a little bit more confident that they could get the inflation yeah. number down without really um, seeing the economy weaken substantially. So this you know um, famed soft landing yeah. that everybody's looking for. And so the market really responded quite positively to that, uh, you know, weaken the dollar uh, rally in the bond market. Yeah. Now, historically, there hasn't been a long length of time between the Fed's last rate hike and the Fed's first cut in interest rates. I think uh, analysis Joe Caperso has done before is on average over past cycles, it's around six months. So if you've got the last rate hike in March, which is a forecast, another 25 basis point lift in March, What's the outlook from here? How long will the Fed keep interest rates in this quite restrictive territory before mm. they feel confident enough to really maybe just um, take their their foot off the brakes? Yeah, so uh, as you say, we, we do have one more rate hike in this cycle, so another 25 basis points in March. Uh, the 18th of March is the next meeting, so that'll take them to a peak of 4.75 to 5% for the yep. Fed's fund, funds rate. And so, yeah, as you implied, you know, we would describe that as quite restrictive mm. monetary policy. So we think that'll slow the economy substantially. In fact, we're forecasting a recession in the US this year, as I'm sure Joe has mentioned. Yes. And so we have the first rate cut from the Fed in November, uh, so 25 basis points, and then another one in December, uh, so down a half a percent before the end of this year. And then we have a total of 200 basis points of rate cuts throughout 2024, and that gets you back down to about 2.5% for the Fed funds rate, which is we, we, we would describe as a neutral monetary policy. It's interesting that timing because obviously from the Australian economics point of view, we have the Reserve Bank of Australia meeting for the first time in 2023 uh, next week, uh, in early the, the first Tuesday in February. We're expecting another rate hike there, so taking the cash rate from 3.1% to 3.35%. Gareth Ayrd, our head of Australian economics, did flag in the preview that we just released that there is a, a small chance that the Reserve Bank might do a 40 basis point lift and signal the intention to pause. But in terms of the timing, the Fed and the RBA are close to stopping together. And also, uh, when we have rate cuts penciled in in Australia, is also very similar to the Fed's timing as well. Yeah, that, that's right. And, um, you know, that's not completely coincidental, no. right? So. Um, we think the, uh, the the US Fed is close to the end of the rate hike cycle, so one more to go. We think the Reserve Bank of Australia is close to the end of mm. the rate hike cycles, you know, one more to go. 
And um, by the time we get to November this year, we think there'll be enough accumulated evidence uh, in both the US and here in Australia that the, uh, the inflation rates are heading back towards the target. And remember, in the US, the target's 2%. Yep. In Australia, it's 2 to 3%. So uh, it's, it's more a lot more, more wiggle room, mm-hmm. a lot of um, a wider range there. So by November, we think both central banks will be in a position that they can uh, start returning monetary policy to a much more neutral setting rather than the very restrictive settings that we're seeing at the start of this year. Stephen, it's going to be an interesting year for central banks. I mean, we've talked a lot about the Fed today, but also the RBA, but we've also got Bank of England, European Central Bank... uh, also announcing interest rate decisions soon. We've spoken uh, also about the Bank of Japan. They're going to get interesting this year, so it's certainly going to be thematic our team will cover for the rest of this year. Yes, thanks, Belinda. Yeah, plenty happening in Central Bank. Um, Again, it'll be a highlight for all our our work in the team and really looking forward to covering that for our clients. Great. Thanks, Stephen, for joining. Pleasure. Thanks. Now, you can read Stephen Halmerick's write-up of the US Federal Reserve, published on the 2nd of February 2023 on combankresearch.com.au.